something. I don't know. Maybe taker tots. (laughs) This podcast is over. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. I don't know why you need a five-hour energy. I mean, it's not like I have espresso in the form of an iced Americano here. Indeed, yeah. One one shouldn't require caffeine daily. That's just a terrible habit. Oh, I mean, I mean, but if if you were to want some caffeine, and if it was late at night, and you wanted to drink local coffee at say I don't know nine thirty. Hold on. Yeah, you could get yourself a tasty iced americano from Stories Coffee um, on one hundred and fourteenth and Dodge Street over by Fernando's. Oh. Oh, that is interesting. If we are, if yeah. we are speaking on such things, I wonder if Stories Coffee is uh, available on loco delivery this time of night. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, they have two locations. One's over more recently in the Blackstone uh, area, and then the other one's on 114th and uh, uh, Dodge. And uh... oh yeah, they make a really good iced americano. <laughs> it's quite tasty. <laughs> I bet you wish you had a. Iced Americano from Stories Coffee right now because we're podcasting so late. Don't don't make me boot up the laptop behind this here chat phone and order an espresso over your head. <laughs> Could you send me one? I mean, I might run out of this. Delicious Iced Americano from Stories Coffee who who doesn't sponsor us at all, but if you're listening out there, you might want to. Stories Coffee. Uh, Delicious coffee. Terrible Foley work. <laughs> That's because it's so real. There was no fake coffee used in that Foley work. That was actual coffee. I I didn't like, you know, take a bucket of Jello and throw it against the monitor for sound effects. That was real, real espresso in there. <laughs> Dave, I don't think I think your ice swishing sound effects and uh, coffee sipping sound effects may uh, may have been where you missed out a day in uh, Foley school. I mean, as much as I'd like to hear the jello against the monitor. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I, but hey, if, if I was in Foley class that day, let's ale. say I may not have got an A on that particular assignment. <laughs> but speaking of A, um, A, let's talk about Aeol, which is in the middle of the place that we did go, which was Juke's Ale Works. And they are located in Elkhorn. So we're a, a hair outside of the official Omaha area, but uh, let's just face it. It's it's all built in. Elkhorn's been annexed. Um, please, uh, population of Elkhorn, don't get mad that I said that, but but it's true. However, you do have your own zip code area out there at uh, 680-deuce-deuce, the double deuce. Uh, and Jukes Ale Works uh, within that zip code is located at 20560 Elkhorn Drive, and if you're listening to this outside of the Omaha metro slash Nebraska area, it's not Elkhorn, it's Elkhorn. It's it's a local thing, deal with it, that's where Juke's Ale Works is, bam. So we can now talk about food, of which we got, of which we got curbside on a beautiful sunny day in the uh, downtown Elkhorn Business District. I appreciate the manager letting me know on the phone that I could occupy one of the parking spots directly in front of the restaurant for my wonderful curbside pickup. Thank you for bringing it right out to my car. It was hot and it was fresh and it was set in my car. And I appreciate it because not only was, uh, well, 
I just appreciate it. Also, I got my meal and guest Tom was with us today as well. So he got some food too and, and I combined his order with mine. So uh, let's let's get into this here uh, foods, Tej. Uh, how many items did you order today? I, I do believe it was three. Is that correct-ish if you want to count your side? Two entrees and I'm I'm almost giving a little bit away because I'm, I'm kind of happy about this. There is a side offered with one of them uh, at no extra charge. So that would be the, the third item you're thinking of. So two, two entrees and one side that I may be able to talk about it surprisingly, may be able to talk about at enough length to, uh, to match a third item. So however you feel that needs to play out, we can do it. Well, I I don't know what you're talking about, and faithful listeners of this podcast have never heard you talk about any specific food item more than 30 or 45 seconds, and have never heard you ramble about anything enough that required the sound of a uh, fireplace hearth behind you, ever. N- no, no, me the Baron of Brevity is my nickname for all of you <laughs> just catching this podcast for the first time. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I, I will start then. The uh, item that I started with was off of the starter's menu, and we'll start this podcast. This was an item that has been mentioned in the uh, the Omaha Food Lovers Group um, ad nauseum, at length, um, ad starter, which is the salted caramel chicken wings. So this item is very unique. I, I don't think I've ever seen a salted caramel chicken wing anywhere. This thing, I mean, salted caramel's a, a good thing, right? But that's kind of a candy deal. That's not a chicken wing deal, but it's kind of crazy. And looking over the menu at Jukes, I, I have to say, there's nothing wrong with bar food or pub grub. All right. I like it. It's good. I love a good burger and fries. I like a good chicken wing. But Juke's Ale Works menu adds a little bit of that fatter day panache, panache, panache to the menu, if you will. These salted caramel wings, they brew their own beer and they combine them with all these different things that they have. So they have burgers that are themed on their beers. They have a tater tot poutine. It's not just like, oh, here's your basket of tater tots. Nope. They have a tater tot poutine. They have these different salads. They have two soups. They have a soup of the day and all these burgers, including something called the Bear Wrestler Burger, the Boiler Melt Burger, the Brubin. I mean, cool stuff. Uh, So... Neat, right? So back to the salted caramel wings. Yes, I, TJ. I'm going to throw in two things here. One, yeah. I would say a uh, not a super long menu, long enough, but a, a fairly concise but very interesting menu. And yes, I'm glad you ordered the salted caramel wings because they were... I, I wasn't feeling wings today, uh-huh. but I really wanted to know. I would say it's weird to have that sweet component, but then again... How much sugar is in, say, teriyaki? Uh-huh. So there's a number of wing flavors that might play with this. I am curious, genuinely interested in your take on this uh, sweet wing thing. Indeed. So please, let us know. I, I will, although I have to, uh, on behalf of Sam, who is not uh, podcasting with us today, and because of what I ordered, I think I have to sing the wing song, you know. Wing ding dong, wing a ding 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 dong. Keep the heads winging. Yeah, there it is. Okay, so salted caramel wings described on the menu as 12 crispy, they were crispy, deep fried, 
I'm assuming they're deep fried because they were crispy. Bone in, confirm there were bone in these wings. Chicken wings, assuming they were chicken. I, I don't think turkeys are that small. With our bourbon caramel sauce and sea salt. All right, so if you take a look at the pictures on our social media, you will see these wings. They are wings. They are crispy. They are deep fried. They are covered in a swirl of bourbon caramel sauce. Although I didn't get a huge hit of bourbon on here, but that that's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. And they were not drenched in caramel sauce. Rather, I would say a medium, no, an extra large drizzle. Because it wasn't a drizzle, it was bigger than that. Maybe even a swirl of caramel sauce. And then they were sprinkled like one does a soft pretzel with this sea salt, adding a secondary crunchy salt note to the wings. The wings were tasty. The wings, I would say, yes, I have a signal. Sorry, I was hoping not to break your flow. I am very aware that I forgot to turn the heater off. Well, while TJ is off fixing his uh, heating situation, usually we edit this stuff out, but I'm just going to have more of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, almost empty iced Americano from Stories Coffee on 114th and Dodge Street, who doesn't sponsor us. Uh, but, uh, hey, can you get a hold of Herdat Media and, and, and maybe hook up a sponsorship for us? Because I'm, I'm almost out of... This, uh, this nice Americano uh, from Stories Coffee. So hopefully TJ will be back shortly because, I, you know, what happens now? I, I'm, I'm almost, out of, almost out of coffee. I'm, I'm here alone with you guys. Just um, me and all of you listeners out there. And I, I could tell you about the wings, but it, TJ might be interested in them. Um, well, I guess the only thing to do is... Uh, Go to commercial? J-A-W Creations brings you new Ninja Juice IPA. Awesome! Juke's eldest son was watching TMNT and playing in his toy kitchen and presented his latest creation to his dad. When asked what it was, the boy exclaimed, Ninja Juice! Radical! It was clear what had to be done. An IPA with Warrior, Citra, and Simcoe hops with assertive citrus, pine, and resinous flavor, and an aroma to solidify a shared obsession of Ninja Turtles between father and son. Cool! Ninja Juice, a Jukes Ale Works creation. Oh, there he is. Uh, TJ, I was just telling the listeners about the uh, ice Americano that I had from Stories Coffee while you were gone. All right, look, I mean, I got to move this whole podcast rig just to get to the laptop to order the stories coffee. Don't don't you make me do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I am really curious, though, because if I could get like good coffee house coffee delivered to my door by a local company at like, well, how, how late did you say they were They're open till 10? If I if I could get that, at, you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night, that. That'd be pretty great. I, I need to look into this. Indeed. I suppose I should go back. I, I, I was talking to the, uh, the listeners while you were gone, and I mentioned that I could describe the wings to them without you, but you might want to know about these wings. And, and you, you mentioned earlier that you kind of wanted to know about them, I believe. So I'll... it was already important that they were crisp. And uh, you also said a drizzle 
of caramel sauce. Would, would you confirm that they were not coated? They were, in fact, drizzled. That's important, especially it's, when you have to put them in a takeout box. It's a large drizzle slash swirl. If, if you were to look at the container, it was not like the bottom of the container was a lake of caramel sauce. There was available extra caramel sauce there, but not ridiculous caramel sauce. I, uh, I, I've heard, too, that sometimes they, uh, they will give you the sauce on the side to go. That, that was not the situation here. But here's the thing. The, the menu says that these wings are, are naked, not breaded. And I would agree with that. But, man, did they get that skin crispy on those wings. They were crispy. The, uh, the, the second um, adjective... That, that is located in this menu description. The, the first is really just a count, 12. The next word in there is crispy. They delivered on crispy. It, it's got a capital C even in the in the word crispy, and, and they did that. I, I would tell you that they are not a giant wing. So there's there's that. That's fine. Uh, a, a good load of them. So just, just don't expect a real big wing. But I liked them. The salty crunch was not, there was not too much. Sometimes when I get like a soft pretzel, I know I had used that uh, analogy for salting earlier. I might knock off some of the salt because it's like coated in salt. I love salt, documented, it's there. These had the right balance of salt on them. I would say I could use a little more caramel sauce, but you know what? There were some on the bottom of my to-go container. I could have easily taken that wing, flipped that sucker over, it around the bottom of the thing, and added a little bit more caramel sauce because that, that extra sweetness would be a good thing. Don't. Did you just suggest using the Swedish method for wing saucing? Those wings. That's right. These wings are a wing of interest. They are a thing of interest, and they are enjoyable very well prepared and a, a unique thing to Jukes Aleworks. A fun thing to share. Don't be scared of these wings. Get the wings. That is the wings. Teej, you got food. Tell me about a thing. Besides All right. wings. Well, I'm just going to you know. go down it in uh, order of things eaten, I think. So we will... Wow. Shuffle the show notes. That was really good Foley work, TJ. It sounded like real paper. Indeed. No one uses real paper anymore, Dave. You know that. I know. So, we will start with the strawberry feta salad. Uh, the strawberry feta salad, I don't actually have the, uh, the full description as uh, written on the website here, but what I do have is the breakdown of individual things, and we will go down those individual things because I feel, especially with a salad, the breakdown of the uh, experience is important because a salad should be not a homogenous mix, but a group of things that go well together but are still interesting on their own. A certain so, salad stratification, if you will. Quite so. Uh, we have the Arcadian blend lettuce, sliced strawberries, candied pecans, feta, and raspberry vinaigrette. We also have the options of the additions of grilled chicken, blackened chicken, and grilled shrimp at $4, 4 and $6, respectively. So, first off, the Acadian blend lettuce. Uh, there were a whole lot of various types of greens. It's very, I almost hesitate to say colorful. There are a number of different colors involved. There's your dark greens and, you know, your your purple colors and all that, but it's all, all your darker 
lettuce and and green types are involved here. Yeah, chartreuse. There there were some uh, things, possibly the arugula, if there was arugula. I, I kind of went through it quick. So I, I only noticed the additional presentation of things, and it just looked kind of pretty. But uh, I would say the arugula was closest to your chartreuse. Every, every green in here should have been in here. This needed to be a somewhat bitter uh, set of textures and flavors that stood up to an otherwise uh, rather sweet uh, salad. I was going to say concoction, but again, I'm emphasizing the not homogenous aspects of this. Uh, sliced strawberries being the next ingredient, and those, in fact were sliced strawberries. Thank I have goodness. precious little more to say. Uh, uh, candied pecans, feta, and raspberry vinaigrette. The candied pecans were good but not overly sweet, and boy howdy, were there a lot of them. Uh, this is a $10 salad, and I'm, I'm noticing price lately. The cost of commodities, pretty much all of them has gone up. That's just a, a lockdown reality, a business disruption reality. And we're seeing that at restaurants, at supermarkets, wherever. So I've kind of have had to adjust my mental math. This probably would have been a $10 salad anywhere beforehand. So it's a real good price point, but they did not. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hello. Uh-oh. I've completely lost you. Hi, I'm Danny Steerhard, and if you need an oatmeal sweet stout that finishes with a viscosity akin to used motor oil, then Jukes Aleworks Elkhorn Oil Stout is for you. The addition of lactose and flakes oats increases the heft of the body, and this ink black drink is always silky smooth. While you were away fixing, and we actually had to switch uh, complete applications to make this continue to work for, for the listeners, I did oh, find oh, out don't that... don't you worry, Dave. You won't need to tell them. They can hear the laptop fan. <laughs> well, I was going to say... Something is definitely different. Well, in the, in the mix there, I did find out that uh, Stories Coffee is a loco delivery partner. The only uh, current problem is that that delivery stops at 3.30 p.m. currently. So there's that. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, anyone out of work within the sound of my voice, sign up for a loco driver, would you? I need my, my coffee and pizza and all them things. We need to we need to outcompete uh, DoorDash Indeed. and whatnot. I just think it's funny that, you know, you, you and I did not go to Stories today. I, I, I did. And Stories has now gotten like 10 shout outs on this podcast. Indeed. Yeah, I haven't actually tried them yet. I, I trust your taste in coffee, don't get me wrong, but as, as I am far as, somewhat curious. Yeah, as far as cold coffee is concerned, I, I can definitely give you some expertise there, but uh, I, don't, I don't know about the hot coffee. I, I did have a question about this salad. Um, you, you were telling me about the uh, pecans, but I had a question. Is it pecans in Elkhorn or pecans in Elkhorn? I'm glad that when you said pecans, you also said Elkhorn wrong. <laughs> well, that answers that question. So you, you told me that we had a good salad mix of different hues of green, including chartreuse, and there was bitter arugula, and there's a good offset with these uh, pecans and Elkhorn. So I guess that probably leads you somewhere into the land of chicken and vinaigrette. It would. 
but I'm going to make you edit like this. <gasps> they did not skimp on the expensive ingredients. Ah. This was well worth the price of admission, and the sheer volume of candied pecans is worthy of note. Uh, so, yes, candied pecans. I would be very curious to know what this would be like with the grilled shrimp, but what I got was the grilled chicken. The grilled chicken is worthy of note because there are two predominant flavors in this food. Oh. They are grilled and chicken. Say what? Uh, was it super moist? No, but it certainly wasn't dry either. It was a really good balance. It almost had a uh, a flakiness to it, but still a decent moisture content. And it had that sort of backyard grill taste. Like there was a real grill of some sort involved in grilling right. this chicken. It, I think it's the right thing to order. I would like to try the shrimp. I would like to try the blackened chicken. You know, Teach, we've been doing this for like two and a half years. That might be the first salad review that we've ever had on this podcast. It may indeed be. I, there has to have been a side salad or something. But, but not as a main as course. A, yeah, as I, I think we all kind of shy away from salads as a main course. But yeah, this is definitely robust enough and interesting enough to totally be worth it. So huh. the, the first, so far as we are aware, uh, main course salad review here on Saturday Omaha. And I think a worthy contender. Ah, well played. Well, I'll tell you what, I only got one other thing today because I, I got the uh, wings, which is sort of, I mean, I had 12 to myself, so that's essentially a main course. I did get a second main course. TJ and I have been kind of trying to not order two mains or three main courses all the time. But the thing is, is, you know, we get to a new place and we want to get a good cross section, a good sampling. So I did get one other thing, but I know you have two other things to remark on, TJ. So why don't you... Give me a second thing, if you would be so kind. Indeed. Well, I will uh, I will kind of break this out because what I had... Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. The beer cheese soup notes were yet were next. We, uh, we can't speak on those yet. We're talking about the poached apple chicken sandwich. Ah, good. Which uh, guest Tom also got. So I've seen it, but I did not taste it. But you did. Indeed. This, again, features the grilled chicken breast, the same as the one on the salad, and uh, true to previous description, it is a good foundation, a cornerstone, if, uh, if you will, thank you, Dave, of such a sandwich. It's a great thing to build things around and build they did. So we have this, uh, this robust, this uh, very real, you know, chickeny, grilled-y chicken breast. Swiss cheese. Uh, the the apples are poached in, and I am probably going to butcher this, but it's a little lady. It's either grisette or grisé is the type of beer involved here. But they are a beer-poached apple, spinach, red onion, and all on a ciabatta roll. Wait. Yes, Dave. <sighs> so is it pecans and elkhorn with a grisette? Or pecans and elk horn with a grisé. <laughs> I am so confused. Roll that beautiful beer footage. Here it goes. Little Lady is a beer first brewed by our lead brewer as a dedication to his wife. Over the years, there have been many different iterations, but Little Lady has always returned to her original form with a simple grain bill of Pilsner wheat 
and a blend of French and German pearl hops. Fermented with a special strain of Saison yeast, this beer finishes dry while maintaining a soft mouthfeel. Why buy her flowers when you can brew her a beer? So that's the little lady Grisé. Grisette. Grisé. Grisette. But it has a French thing in it, so I'm going to say Grisé. So going down the ingredient list, I think we've already spoken enough on the grilled chicken breast. Great choice for a sandwich like this. Robust, hearty, makes you feel like you've eaten something. It's a an excellent chicken for a, an entree of whatever type you may choose. A slice of Swiss cheese. Uh, a good, thick, melty slice of Swiss cheese with just a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of a chew to it, as Swiss tends to have, because it's not fully melty, no matter how much you melt it. It's just about right. Again, goes well on the sandwich, and as a good slice of Swiss can, it makes you feel like you've eaten something. So it stands up texturally to everything else. It's savory and tasty and cheesy. Not super cheesy, not super strong, but it goes in there and is almost more of a textural than a flavor element. It works well here. It, it it plays nice with the other things. Uh, the spinach, I didn't notice all that much. The red onions I saw visually, and I think they were they were in there as a flavor. There's not a ton of them, and I think having a ton of them would be a mistake. I'm, I am glad that they're there. The ciabatta roll was, uh, again, I think the correct choice for this thing. Stands up to everything well. It's bready. Chicken holder plus. The apples themselves... I am going to guess they were green in some way. I am going to guess Granny Smith just because of the overall texture. They were still firm, but decidedly not crisp. And then pulling that off without making them mealy. Like if you pick the wrong apple, there's going to be that sort of grainy texture to it. These were almost meaty in their texture. They worked, again, very well. In this preparation, they had the right kind of kind of bite to them, and they were lightly sweet, not oversweet. And the the savory notes, the complexity given to them by the little lady Grisé, Grisette, Grisé, Grisette, pecan was exactly everything kind of melded. Um, and we will speak about dipping it in the beer cheese. Which in this case, so it comes you with the option. Your sandwich. I did indeed, oh in the sammiest way possible, since I I believe our dear friend Sam is quite fond of the beard cheese. He does indeed. So, uh, sandwiches twelve and comes with a side of your choice at no additional charge, which I was quite pleased with because I wanted to know what the beer cheese soup was like. And wouldn't you know it, first option on my potential sides is beer cheese soup. Uh, other options, if you desired, would include chips, fries, side salad, tater tots, or no side. So, Who, the, who chooses no side? I'm, I don't know. I guess someone who isn't that hungry, but certainly no one doing fatter day, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I mean, you could freeze that soup or give it to a friend. Darn right. I mean, worst case scenario, you order those tater tots and maybe take them home and reheat in the oven or something. I don't know. They'd be taker tots. (laughs) This podcast is over. (laughs) When the portmanteau strikes. Sorry, I was trying to think of some sort of sea shanty joke with the port. When the tots are brown, the ketchup's cold. Yo, ho, ho. Was that kind of 
sea shanty you were thinking of? No? I mean, it'll, it'll do. It's probably the best addition to Fatterday Sing <laughs> Volume 20, colon, Seriously Stop. I will definitely go next. TJ, can I have your permission to, to kind of give a, a way back throwback here? Just would, would that be okay? Sure. Uh, re- rewind that tape? Yeah, way, way back. Um, And then I was to say that I ordered the Go Go Cajun Mac. Would that be okay? Zounds, I think you're on to something. Indeed. So I ordered, would you believe, the Go Go Cajun Mac. Of course, in this case, the Go spelled G-E-A-U-X to give it that a French flair. This is spicy Cajun go-go cream sauce, cavatappi pasta, and toasted breadcrumbs, of which you can add grilled chicken, as TJ mentioned before, or blackened chicken for four bucks, or you could add your choice of grilled or blackened shrimp for six bucks. I, as I already had 12 salted caramel wings, figured, hey, there's my chicken. I'm just going to get this mac. This mac... This Mac, TJ. This Mac was 10 bucks. Okay. This Mac was heavy. This Mac filled up my nine and a half by nine and a half square takeout container, like all of it. This wasn't a little side of Mac. This wasn't a half posterior Mac. This was a full on. Mac, capital M-A-C. It is on the menu in all caps. Go, go, Cajun Mac. And TJ, it was delicious. The cavatappi pasta was good because it allowed you to scoop up some good sauce. It had crunchy, fine breadcrumbs on top, toasted breadcrumbs, according to the menu. And, And yes, yes, indeed, a nice golden brown color. The sauce on top was it it started to kind of soak into the to the breadcrumbs the mac and cheese a little bit and all you had to do was go down a slight layer of stratification and you got stringy cheese in parts you got a sauce bed of goodness a bedrock layer of sauce underneath and you could get big scoops of sauce with your pasta and this mac had flavor it had spice. It wasn't super hot, but if you are averse to to spicy things at all, if you're you know a person you go to a Thai restaurant and you order like a zero or maybe a one, this might be a little hot for you. But it wasn't crazy hot. But it, this this mac was alive, TJ. This mac let you know that it should be eaten. And I kind of had a problem with this mac, and and you're like, but Dave, why? Because I wanted to eat it all. I ate all the wings before I got to the mac, and I kept working on this. And I was like, I'm going to stop eating this mac and cheese because it's it's like, you know, 18 inches square plus height or times height of, of mac and cheese. And so I kind of ate an L-shape perimeter, an L-shape cutout of this box. And there's the square remaining. And and the square might have gotten smaller, but I, I did finally stop because I'm like, man, I, I just, I want to eat it all. And I think it was the spicy factor that broke up the heavy cheese factor and was just perfect. This is a superior mac and cheese. And Sam would be 
would would little little smile on 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 his little round circle of beauty that it was a saucy mac and cheese where you wanted it to be and just delicious i really like this i it's a referenceable mac and cheese and i would assume they probably use some of their beer in there i i'm not sure i'm not sure what all of the what all goes into the cream sauce frankly i don't know if i care because it was delicious. It had a beautiful color. Please go check out the picture on Instagram. It's, it's golden. The sun was shining on the cheese. And and then it went into my mouth and down into the old tum-tum. And I completely enjoyed it. I'm sure this would be good with chicken. I'm sure it'd be good with shrimp. But it is just fine as a giant $10 box of mac and cheese. And it is it is premium. So good, so good. Would order again in a heartbeat. Shall we? Shall we dip into, if you will, the <laughs> beer cheese soup? I think, considering I was fairly uh, cheesy in my last item, I think you should uh, take that cheese pull your way. Quite so. I, I will. I will string this along a little bit. So the beer cheese soup is uh, stated in the description as a a rich beer cheese soup made with Merlin's cream ale. Dave, roll that beautiful beer footage. Here goes, pushing the button now. The property our brewery resides on has been home to a handful of businesses over the last century or so. A John Deere dealership, a hardware store, and until a few years ago, a small engine repair shop run by Merlin Clintworth. Merlin called the space home for over half a century, eventually retiring at the age of 92. Here in the Cornhusker State, we wanted to pay homage to such a hard-working individual with a cream ale loaded with flaked corn and some specialty grains resulting in a slightly sweet beer with flavor and aroma of sweet corn, honey, and light toffee. This is our way of saying thank you to Merlin's years of dedication to his community an appreciation that we now call our brewery home on the same ground he worked for so many years. This beer is brewed to embody the spirit and hard work that we intend to maintain. So that's the full description of the Merlin's Cream Ale. Uh, what I have down here, again, for the purposes of discussing the beer cheese soup, is the slightly sweet aroma and the flavors of sweet corn, honey, and light toffee. Um, hmm. Is that the beer cheese or soup. Certainly toffee. Who would pronounce it toffee? Pecans. But as stated in the description, it is a very rich soup. It's it's almost a sauce. I would be very curious, and we will get into this just a little bit further as we get further into the description of this beer cheese soup. But I would be curious if it was involved in the making of your mac and cheese because. It's really beer cheese soup. As much, there was clearly a lot of cheese involved. This was a thick, rich, uh, very cheesy soup. But I got a lot of beer. Now, that said, a lot of the time, beer cheese fails to be beer cheese. It's cheese that someone put together while thinking about beer. This definitely had beer in it. Was Merlin's Cream Ale the correct choice for a soup? There's a certain piquancy to it. Uh, lighter beers tends to... Piquancy. Picante. 
New York Why City. Why couldn't I think of Pico de Gallo? Anyway, it needs something with it. Uh, croutons were provided on the side so they didn't get soggy. So points on that. It's a good base for other things. For me, it was a little too bitter, a little too light. I need some sort of savory addition in here. Like a sandwich? Well, possibly. <laughs> we'll get to that. Don't you worry. But what I'm talking about here is like maybe maybe slice me something like some some tasso ham or some some low salt bacon or something. Get me some some crisp uh hammy goodness in here, maybe something like that. Maybe some spring onions or something. I need just a little bit something else to uh to tie the low notes of the cheese and the high notes of the beer and something salty to kind of combat that bitterness just a little bit. It's a very rich cheese soup. They should be fairly proud of this cheese soup. It's just not to my liking in and of itself. That said, dipping the sandwich in it, did it work? Yes. Decent counterpoint, works great as a sauce. If you put some macaroni in this and made it into a mac and cheese and maybe put like a little bit not too much but a little bit of a breadcrumb top on there would it be really good yes i for me this goes on things it may not do in and of itself would you like to know what's available on their starters menu tj would you would you like to know that oh. it's the brew pub pretzels would you like to know that it's a crunchy outside, chewy inside brew brew pub pretzel Ooh, it's served. Crunchy outside, served and chewy inside, served with our Merlin's cream ale beer cheese dipping sauce. See, now that is a pairing, and I would happily go and order that. Well, that should take us over to the wrap up area of this morsel for Jukes Ale Works, found in Elkhorn, Nebraska, where you can get pecans, pecans. Pecans. Anyway, the wrap-up. Yeah. Pecans. <laughs> Pants? Pants. Certainly. Okay. You may need some if you have enough of that beer cheese. Oh, dear. Uh, so the wrap-up. Pants! <laughs> so the wrap-up for Juke's Ale Works in Elkhorn. So on the uh, on the morsel, we do talk about two things, the, the hook and the hint. These are just our, our little nuggets of wrap-up, if you will, for, in this case, Juke's Ale Works. And I will give you... The, the hook. I think it's multi-fold. I have eaten inside of Juke's Ale Works in the before times, many, many moons ago. Uh, it, it was shortly after, uh, I think after they opened, probably within weeks maybe. So I haven't, I haven't got to go inside and enjoy a delicious brew with their food um, in the COVID times. There's a lot more to explore here. And one of the things of picking this place today was checking out the menu and seeing all the interesting things that are there. I talked about this a little bit during the main episode, but there's just their spin on traditional pub grub bar food elements. You know, it's like the salted caramel wings. That's that's different. Um, these burgers that are themed after their beers, so that are named pretty cool, the, you know, the Bear Wrestler, the Bruben, the Peach Mango Brie Grilled Cheese. It's not just a grilled cheese. It's like, let's, let's take it up a little bit of a notch. This is cool stuff. So that is going to be my hook, is an interesting menu, and I think you can go questing here and find some different stuff, especially 
especially taking advantage of those beers, which really is their focus, right? It's Jukes Ale Works. We didn't even get to have a beer today because we were going to go in cars and we were dining in a parking lot. So that's that's on us there for that's how we have chosen to dine today. We did not go in. I would love to go in and check this place out with a little more in-depthness. Yeah, and I am effectively going to steal your hook because this is it is the interesting menu. And I will add to that saying it the amount of thought that goes into this, both in the actual dishes themselves, again, you mentioned that that crazy peach grilled cheese. I really want to try that and almost ordered it today. There's a lot of different things to find. Um, the hook is kind of the overall experience, this very interesting menu that's very even balanced in such a way that it makes ordering a beer and a thing to go with it a really good experience. And I would love to sit down in here. As you say, it's a nice looking building. It's a two floor building. It, it would be a good experience to sit down they, and order one of their many, many ales. They have one tents. of their many, many beers. They have really. Yeah, you that, can you can that get could a be tent. an intense experience. Yeah, uh, and and I think you 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 put something out there. You know, again, it's Jukes Ale Works. That's their specialty. Go in, you know, when you when you feel safe, when you can, and enjoy a beer and an entree. Teach. I think that's a great suggestion. That's that's fantastic. Uh, for for a hint, and and maybe we kind of alluded to something there, but I'm gonna go for don't fear the menu. I, I think you're going to read it. They've put their spin, their interest in all these different things. The salted caramel wings, right? The go-go Cajun Mac. Now, they, they have a, a Gouda Tuscan pasta, which also sounded interesting. But, you know, and, and I guess, you know, you could go, oh, here's the beer battered fish and chips. Okay. But, you know, they've got an interesting twist. Don't fear the twist. Pick something fun. And maybe ask them if you're eating in what type of beer should go with it. So that's going to be my hint. I think in all my ramblings, I'm going to extract my own hint from the previous uh, six hours of audio and say that my hint would be order, uh, if you're going to have a beer, order a beer and a thing, but order a thing, maybe a side, and just expect to have a nice lunch. I think that is, and maybe it's just because we were out there on a pleasant sunny day. It was just, great. Just a very, a very comfortable, enjoyable experience without that, uh, that hard in the paint, you know, all the way eat everything approach we usually do. This is a great place to go for a nice lunch or a, a beer, you know, around supper time. I, I think it's, it lends itself well to what it intends to be. I think it's well designed for that. But I think just going at lunchtime and enjoying a nice lunch is uh, is what I would like to do. This place seems very well suited for that. So I think that's my hint. I like it. And and you know what? I think you could have that, like you said, well, okay, again, if you had the go-go mac and cheese, you're probably going to be stuffed. But if you had if you had that apple poached sandwich and some soup or a salad and a beer, I think, you know, like you said, TG, you wouldn't leave like deathly full, but I think you're going to leave happy I think you're going to your stomach is going to be like, you know what? I am in a really good spot right now. Yeah, I think the odds are in your favor for just right. I like it. I like it. Well, with that, then uh, this is Fatterday Omaha and the Fatterday morsel in this case for Jukes Aleworks in Elkhorn, Nebraska. Uh, pecan? Pecan? 
Um, and <laughs> thanks for eating with us. Thanks for hanging out with us and uh, checking out this episode. Go try Jukes Ale Works. Uh, curbside works great. Um, I would I would love to go dine in here. I would I had a burger my very first time there. I would like to try those again because they have some really cool options there. So uh, this will not be the last time that uh, I am in Jukes Ale Works for sure. So with that, um, I'm Dave. I'm TJ. And uh, we are Fatterday Omaha. Uh, thank you, Herdat Media, for uh, carrying us on your network. So check out the other podcasts on the network, too. There's lots of cool choices out there. And uh, please check us out on our social media. Smash like and subscribe. Oh, wait a minute. No, that only works on YouTube. Anyway, um, you know, TJ, I never did figure out why the Jukes Aleworks logo is a train. None of the beers were, like, train-themed or anything. I, I wonder... Uh, what's that? Teach? Oh, man, we gotta go. Thanks for eating with us. Bye! All sketches in this episode are for comedic purposes only and are not actual advertisements. No compensation or endorsements were provided by the restaurants mentioned. The Jukes sketches were based on the Jukes Aleworks menu. While you don't need to be 21 to enjoy Jukes food, you do need to be 21 or over to enjoy their beer. Drink responsibly. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. A Huda Media Production.